the Messy Backend, where experts share customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on behind the beautifully branded front end of entrepreneurship. This is where most businesses fail, so we're here to help you save time, make money, and succeed. And now your host of The Messy Backend, Sheila J. Davis and Nate Tucker. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you all so much. I'm Renee Charbonneau and today I'm subbing in for Nate. I'm an online marketing strategist and I'm so happy to be here today on The Messy Backend. We have a wonderful show for you today because as Roy T. Bennett once said, make improvements, not excuses. Seek respect, not attention. And on our expert segment today, we're going to be talking to Tom Sylvester. Tom has built not one, not two, but three successful businesses, which enabled both him and his wife to leave their jobs in their early 30s. After his wife told him it was impossible, he now partners with his wife to help others achieve financial freedom via their lifestyle building podcasts, coaching programs, and upcoming book. And you'll hear real questions and stories from real entrepreneurs with real messy back ends. Our expert will share their experience, expertise, and the tools they, that they suggest to get it all cleaned up. And if you're an entrepreneur listening right now and you have a messy back end, and you would like to submit your question or story for our experts, give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit us at themessybackend.com. Would you like to have either myself or Nate speak at your next event or on your podcast? Visit us at themessybackend.com slash speaking. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast by heading on over to themessybackend.com slash subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And check us out on Facebook to see video of our recordings. If you, yep, you, the one listening right now, feel inspired to take our expert's advice and you would like to share what suggestions you used in your business, please let us know about your progress. The key to making this podcast really work is to hear about the results of the suggestions. This allows us to be able to learn not just from one expert's point of view, but from the execution of the suggestions provided. Give us a call at 801-810-6726 or visit The Messy Backend. One of the biggest software issues that online businesses have is their shopping cart. Head on over to themessybackend.com forward slash cart for more details about ThriveCart, the number one cart software that grows your income from existing traffic. Watch the video for how simple this cart solution is at themessybackend.com forward slash cart. Are you ready to put your business on autopilot and actually live your life? At Lock and Load Marketing, we simply offer the best strategies and solutions. We will build it out with you and manage it for you. If it tires you out, hire it out at Lock and Load Marketing. And now on to our guest expert, Tom Sylvester, for his expert advice. Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. So today we have a messy backend question submitted by an anonymous uh, listener. How can I know what my customers want so I can improve my products and services? Yeah, you know, I, I love this question because I think it's a common challenge that people face through all aspects of business. Uh, early on, when you don't have your product developed yet, it's something that most people don't do. They have an idea for a product or a business, and they just go and create it without talking to their customers. And the ones that ultimately move past that point end up building a product or service, but they forget that they've got to stay connected to their customer because customer needs are changing, and there's always improvements to the product or service. So a couple recommendations that we have for this. 
first off, if you have a list of customers, reach out and connect with them. So one-on-one -on -one conversations, whether it's just through an email or even through a phone call or even in-person meeting can be really beneficial to understand, you know, where are they at? How are they liking the, the product or the service? And then ultimately, what can you improve on that? Because we're always iterating our products and services. So if you have customers now, reach out to them. And a quick tip we always have for people is, if you're thinking about their journey and how long they're gonna be interacting with you, put an automated survey or something in place partway through. So for example, we typically work with customers on a 90 day cycle. So 30 days in, we'll give them a survey like, hey, just wanna check in, how is it going towards your goal? And you know, is there anything we can do to improve that? So when you put this in in an automated fashion, you'll end up getting a lot of really good feedback from people. And then you can kind of see, are there themes or trends that we're starting to see that we then want to apply and improve our product? Definitely. You know, I'm really surprised actually when I work with my customers and I ask them if they do surveys and they say they don't. The trick to those surveys, and I think this is where people may miss the mark too, is those questions have to be short. Like you don't want them to feel like they have to write you a novel. Like on a scale of one to 10, you, you know, you get those, right? If you, if you go get your teeth cleaned or something, you get something from your dentist that says, on a scale of one to 10, how are you, to, were you willing to recommend us? Get those from PayPal, everybody. Yeah, and, and that's the big thing, you know, you want to basically have a very easy question. Um, so for people that aren't aware, that's called like a net promoter score. And what we're looking for is at least an eight. And what we're looking for is basically, did they have a good enough experience with you that they're willing to recommend to their friends? And two really cool things happen from this. If you get an eight or higher, one, they're likely going to be talking about you and recommending you to their friends. And this is a really good opportunity for you to get testimonial from them. And then two, if they had a really good experience, they're likely to come back and be a repeat customer. So if your product or service is something that they can continue to buy over and over again to solve the problem, they likely will. And if it's not, it then gives you an opportunity to say, okay, once people get to, they solve this problem, what's the next problem that they're now facing? Because oftentimes people forget that, you know, every problem we solve ends up exposing another problem for somebody. So this is a really great way to be able to increase the lifetime value of your customer, which is basically just how much money are they spending with you? So if you can get them to an eight or higher, they're going to be referring other people and they're going to be a repeat customer more than likely. I really like that. If you ask them what the next step is, what, what do, are they missing or something, then that can add a product to your uh, service. So that's really smart to ask what is the next thing or what could have helped you make this better. Those are good questions. I like that a lot. Yeah. And you know, what we found too, is we always like to start like in the middle. So we find if you're starting your business, if you can hit the middle of where somebody's at on their journey, usually they're willing to pay more because you're solving a bigger problem for them. And then as you expand your business, you first want to just get that solid. That should be your main income stream, but then you can build that on both sides. So for example, then you say, well, what happens after this and how do we continue the journey? And then you can also eventually go to say, what do people need before they buy this product or service? And let's build the path out that way. So that's ultimately how you build a really successful business because now you're able to pull people in from the very beginning of their journey and then ultimately take them all the way through. I like what you said that that all really starts with, with communication, right? Outreach, not just giving them something that you think um, is the right thing for them, but making sure that you're hitting that mark and continually asking all along the process and knowing that, you know, things can change and, and you don't, you're not a mind reader. Um, so making sure that you are spot on with, with their needs and how you 
can help them best. Yeah, and, and a big challenge with this is we often have our own biases. So when you go into a conversation, you even got to look at some of the questions you're asking and making sure you're not leading somebody a certain way. And um, what one tip I've really found that's helped with this is asking a question and then saying, you know, can you tell me more? You know, can you go a little bit deeper on that? What do you mean by this? So that follow-up question is ultimately where we can then understand that, okay, here's the surface level, but oftentimes what people think the problem is, isn't really the problem. So by asking those follow-up and probing questions, what we can ultimately understand is, okay, here's the real problem that they need to solve, and now we can go and solve the right problem. The other benefit of doing that as well is that you get your customer's words, right? Because when we're doing content and things like that, we want to make sure we're speaking in the words that our customers are using so that we're speaking back to them in their own language, right? So how do you track all of that mess? Yeah, so um, a couple ways to do it. Obviously, if you have a survey, that's all going to be collected and you're going to have that all stored in one place. Um, so this is where automation really comes in because you want to be able to automatically have people fill the survey out and then have it all stored and in a format where you can go and find it. Uh, the other thing we'll do if we're doing a call or an interview is right after the call, reserve five or 10 minutes and just make notes. Um, how did you feel in that conversation? Was it what you expected or not? And then what were some of the key call outs or highlights from that? And even building on, you know, getting their words, what we really want to do is get into their mind. You know, I, I really understood why things were so important to us because the people we were working with had faced my challenges. So when I can now relate the stories and stuff we went through to what they're doing, now it's not just their words, but it's ultimately tapping into their feelings and their emotion. Yeah. And that's how you sell, right? You have to talk to their emotions. Absolutely. Because, you know, a lot of times people may understand the pain, but they don't understand the impacts of that. And they don't understand how that's going to not only affect their life, but also other people around them. So sometimes it's not even about that customer, but the impact of this challenge or whatever they're facing now is having on the other people they care about in their lives. Well, and I think too, also when you can really get in their heads, you are able to develop that level of trust. And again, trust emotion, all of those things are, are going to help your selling process um, become much more effective. Yeah, I mean, trust is huge. And the one thing we always say is, you know, whenever we're having a sales conversation, the goal is to help them get clarity and make a decision. So when you truly understand where they're at, you can push that because sometimes we have to push people where they're on the fence and we have to help them to really make a decision on, yes, this is the right thing for me. It's the right time. Let's do it. Or no, it's not. The worst thing we can do is let them sit in the middle. And when you truly understand and care about that customer, you can push in a loving sense because you're ultimately helping them, but it's the tough stuff they need to hear. I think, you know, a lot of people, like you said, we're biased, right? Because my digital marketing agency, my podcast, and my woman's network are better than everybody else's, and that's just why, right? Because, and we can't think that way. We have to ask the people who are consuming our content, who are watching our videos, who are listening to what we have to share, and make sure that we're giving them what they need, not necessarily what we think they need. Yeah, and, and a key part of that, you know, because we, we do want to be the best. And so one of the things we're going to look at is why do we think we're the best? And one of the most useful things you can do is take a look at your top three, I'll call them existing alternatives. So if somebody doesn't work with you, and if they go and buy from somebody else, why are you better than those top three existing alternatives? Because somebody's going to ask that. And for you to be able to call out the differences and why it works better for them is so powerful. Oh, I love that. 
Yeah, it's the truth. Um, I'm, you know, I'm just really shocked at how many people actually don't do this in their business. It's really not that hard, right? Um, you just, you just have to ask. I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can ask. And another way I like to find out if, if I've asked and I feel like I'm not getting the answers I want, I'll go into groups where my customers are hanging out and I will look at what pain points they're talking about. Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing and why people don't do this is, is consistency. And, and this isn't the, you know, super provocative stuff, but this is what makes successful businesses. So thinking about this, two things people can do. One, automate some of these things. So automate sending out surveys, automate scheduling calls. And then two, make sure that you're committed and part of your daily or weekly schedule is doing these activities to make sure you're connected and make sure you're always evolving as your customers and market are evolving as well. Yeah, I, I love this. I think um, we were just actually talking about systems and processes. And this is actually systems is something we've covered many, many times. This system of being able to follow up with your customers is probably one of the easier ones you're going to set up because it's going to be automated. Just automatically send them that survey, automatically ask them. You can even ask them while you're on the phone with them. You know, when you're finishing up their contract or whatever you're doing, how did we do? How do you feel like we did? Um, and just being sure that you are in the minds, like, like uh, Tom said, in the minds of your customers, not just listening, but understanding their, their feelings so that you can make that difference for them. That's really the best way to improve and tracking it. If you've got products that aren't selling, it's time to change those, right? That's like a pretty clear message that your customers aren't liking those that you're working on. Tom, you're amazing. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Absolutely. Thank you guys. People ask us all the time how they can get their podcast up and running. What we tell them, work with our podcast managers at the messy backend and then check out the platform we use for everything else, podserve.fm. They do all the hard work to get you published on many of the major podcast networks, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. After that, they help promote it and make sure it's seen by thousands. Check out their easy four-step process at podserve.fm forward slash messy. Come conquer life's challenges with laughter with our very own Nate Tucker. You can find him on Facebook or Instagram at Nathan Allen Media. Funny guy, photographer, digital marketer, entrepreneur, philanthropist, animal lover, and most importantly, pizza connoisseur. Thank you to our advertisers, podserve.fm, who can help you get your podcast hosted and published. Visit them at podserve.fm slash messy. And thank you to Thrivecart, the only shopping cart your business will ever need. Visit them at themessybackend.com forward slash cart. Last but not least, the biggest thank you to our team. We couldn't do it without you. To my co-host, Nate Tucker, and our production managers and crew. You can find out more about our amazing team at themessybackend.com slash team. Not only that, but our team is ready to help you start and build your podcast today. Visit us at themessybackend.com slash team for details. Woo! Well, that's all we have for today's episode of the the the, the messy b- b- back end. Join us again next week as our experts share more customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on in the back end of entrepreneurship. Remember, you are not alone. Every business has a messy back end and needs a little attention.